look forward to retirement and avoid the pitfalls. Keep listening for ways to maximize your retirement income. More Than Money with the Popowich Carmelli Advisory Group, CIBC Woodgundy, on News Talk 770. Welcome back. You're here with Dave and Faisal on 770 CHQR and More Than Money. Uh, NAFTA has been in the headlines a lot. A lot of concerns about this. Currency swings. What the heck does it all mean? We've got uh, Ian Lee, Associate Professor at Carleton University, Sprott School of Business, to try to help us interpret what's going on. Ian, welcome to the show. Uh, my pleasure. Tell us what's Canada's current plan with respect to NAFTA. Uh, we want it. We need it. Uh, we are a small, open trading economy. Uh, I know we think we're a very large country, and we are, because we're the second largest geographically in the world. But in terms of population and GDP, we are smaller than the state of California. Right. Uh, 36 million, 2 trillion. California is 39 million, just to put it in comparison. And, and we need uh, to maintain a high standard of living. We have to trade with other countries. So this is very, very important to us. 75% of our exports go to the United States. We're highly yeah. dependent on, upon this. How did Donald Trump's comments affect the negotiations? I think he's trying to uh, I'm, uh, to soften us up, uh, uh, both Canada and Mexico. He's trying to, cons- uh, to achieve maximum concessions. He prides himself, of course, as this guy that does knows the art of the deal, and he's mm-hmm. a negotiator. The larger point, though, it's not just about his ego, as some people have suggested. He ran over and over throughout the campaign. That's all he talked about was trade and how if he got elected, he was going to take charge of the file and stand up to those Mexicans who are stealing jobs of Americans and the Canadians and the Germans and the Chinese, because that was his narrative for the entire campaign. Nothing was more important. And so he wants to have some wins in these NAFTA negotiations that he can campaign on in the off-year elections in the United States. All 435 members of the U.S. House are up for re-election, one-third of the Senate, and just about all the governors. So he is going to be out campaigning, and he wants some victories to announce to uh, his base when he's yeah. campaigning. Do you think NAFTA is going uh, to go away, or do we, or you think it's going to be a NAFTA 2.0? I'm going to give you a two-part answer, but at the end of the day, we're going to have a NAFTA. So we're going to get there in the following way. Either we compromise he and, and he finally agrees to, and I think we will do some compromises. It's already been leaked to the media that we're compromising on, auto, on the content of automobiles. Yep. So we'll either uh, compromise enough that there will be a, uh, a revised NAFTA that is announced. The alternative is that he abrogates NAFTA in, uh, with great publicity, again, for the purpose of his base. I stood up to them. I kicked those Mexicans out, you know, that sort of thing. And then he turns around, I would predict, and immediately start bilateral negotiations with Canada. Why? Um, This isn't wishful thinking. It's because we are, there's a lot of goodwill towards Canada. Of course, we're a high-wage country. We're not a low-wage country like Mexico. And he understands that in the Rust Belt and in the states that supported him, his base, and I have visited there very recently, by the way, they hate NAFTA, and they really, really are angry at Mexico. So I could see him abrogating uh, NAFTA to essentially get rid of Mexico and then do a bilateral with Canada. Why? Because it's in the strategic interest of the United States, and that's why so many businesses and so many governors and congressmen and women support NAFTA. So we're going to, I think, end up with a NAFTA, whether it's the renegotiated three-country three NAFTA or a two-party, two-country NAFTA. We're going to end up there at the end of the day. 
We've got about less than a minute ago. Um, how do you see this in both of your scenarios affecting the markets? Well, first talk about economy and then the markets itself. Here sure. In, um, in the short run, the uncertainty hurts, the, hurts us. If he did abrogate um, or there was a perception that we were really getting a bad deal, um, it would manifest immediately on the currency. You would see it go down, not up, even though it's up right now. It would go down very quickly, especially if he abrogated because of the uncertainty. But in the medium term, it would it would recover. And and so I am when I say optimistic, I'm, I mean I'm more optimistic in the sense I do believe we're going to have uh, a NAFTA deal because it's in the interest of business on both sides and the interest of consumers on both sides. And so for the medium term, it, the the it won't cause fundamental harm uh, to the dollar. Um, we've got some other issues to face and worry about. Um, and I would argue that's our declining competitiveness vis-a-vis mm-hmm. -vis the U.S because of carbon taxes and unemployment, uh, uh, you know, CPP premiums going up and, and the uh, minimum wage going up and electricity prices going up and the taxes going down dramatically in the states, which is going to pull capital into the states, pull businesses from Canada and the states. I think that's a bigger risk now than the risk of NAFTA. We're going to get some kind of a NAFTA deal at the end of the day, but then we've got to confront our declining competitiveness because of policies in Canada driving up our costs of doing business, while Trump is driving down the cost of doing business for businesses in the United States. Excellent point to leave it, Ian. Thanks for the analysis. My pleasure. Thanks very much. Been joined by Ian Lee, Associate Professor at Carleton University Sprott School of Business. We've got a seminar coming up. We're going to talk about all the implications of this and how to protect yourself uh, and profit, uh, depending on which way it goes. On Tuesday, February 27th, 7 p.m., at the Oak Ridge Co-op Wine and Spirits, you need to reserve your seats. So give us a call, 966-8400, 966-8400, or go to our website to register at morethanmoneyradio.com. And stay tuned after the break. We're going to talk about the biggest myths that Canadians believe about RRSPs. You're on 770 CHQR and More Than Money. David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli are portfolio managers and investment advisors with CIBC Woodgundy in Calgary. The views of David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli do not necessarily reflect those of CIBC World Markets, Inc. Clients are advised to seek advice regarding their particular circumstances from their personal tax and legal advisors. If you are currently a CIBC Woodgundy client, please contact your investment advisor. CIBC Woodgundy is a division of CIBC World Markets, Inc., a subsidiary of CIBC and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada.